Hello, Internet. Hello. So pretty faces right here. At least over there, my face might wreck something, but that one's pretty, pretty great. Mm, Greatness in the neighborhood. Alrighty. So yeah, uh, got lost in that translation. See how the <laughs> chat's going. <laughs> Mayflower, Shadster. Get Matari, Glenn, how is everyone doing? Howdy ho, howdy ho, ho, ho. Uh, sorry, we're a little late. We were supposed to do this last week. However, things happen. Yep. Things do happen, so we are going with that. <laughs> we switch sides. Well, we did that for a reason, Glock, because before... When we were on the other sides, if we were to turn to look at each other, we'd be turning to look at the opposite direction. You know, now, we kind of look goofy. When we turn to look at each other, I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you. I see him. I see him. You know. Oh, man. I missed you guys. I missed having Rye here. I missed streaming. I missed being just on the interwebs. It's amazing. Onward. Yes. You know, a year of streaming and when you take a few weeks off because you think you need a mental break and then coming back to it and it's like, I miss doing this. Yes, it is wonderful to talk to you people out there. Glory. To be Glorious. the geeks on here. Yes. What well, you thought? Glorious. No copyright here. Not going to hit with the copyright. Not doing. Okay. Clicked a button. Did weird things. <laughs> weirdness is in my blood yeah so 2021 here we are let's get some let's cover some some info let's cover some basics and let's get into it um <laughs> hmm hardy hard hardy hard. getting a face palm right off the bat jeez yeah it's okay i am a walking face palm do 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 all right, so, um, yeah, we're now going to be doing Scuba and the Rod here on YouTube. Not going to be doing it on Twitch anymore. The YouTubes. Um, uh, kind of working on those decisions, and it was made as like, you know, let's try something different. Let's try for, you know, something different, because, you know, Twitch has been having issues. So we're going to go start migrating stuff over. Um, if you caught me a couple weeks ago for Sunday with Scoob, I talked a little bit about that and worked on a miniature. Uh, last week, uh, unfortunately, uh, I had a friend pass away. Yes. Um, so last week got thrown all kinds of crazy because had to help out the family with that, deal with all of those things that come with this. Um, so yeah, last week we were supposed to do a podcast, but last week I went over to kind of help with the family and what I thought would be only a couple hours ended up being five and then some and i was it was just last week just ended up being wash in a lot of sense so this week we're going to be kind of moving forward and and seeing with that um question from from glenn uh no we streamed on youtube a couple of times uh in the past as a co-stream sun uh first sunday after new year's uh january 2nd um was or Actually, no, January 3rd. January 3rd, it was uh, first YouTube stream for under the new kind of Scuba Studio stuff. 
Um, and it was that evening that I found out that my friend had passed. So yeah, loads of fun. But um, everything's good with that. A um, couple other things uh, with this is spend some work on Patreon. So want to support the studio and whatnot, uh, revitalize the Patreon, hence the little... That way, that way, it's over there. Little button over there, it says Patreon. No, the other way, Ryan. Oh. The other way. Yeah, that, see, there see, now we're pointing yeah. at it. Yeah! Not goofy. Um, get hooked up on Patreon. Uh, should be a link here in the description below. Check that out. You want to support us uh, that way, versus, um, which would be great. Uh, have some new perks and some things going on there. Um, one of those is I'm actually is looking at doing a Patreon only giveaway here in a few weeks. Um, uh, still working out the details, but I do know the item will be a Patreon giveaway. Um, and I have some other stuff we'll be doing, uh, through some of the other shows at later points. Um, also another, uh, big development as far as the studio stuff and the gaming related stuff is, uh, set up a world anvil account to kind of track the D&D games that we've been doing. Uh, the world is now called Kofin. And uh, you, there, you, you know, if you're a member of our Discord, the Scuba Studio Discord, there's actually a, cha a channel for World Anvil updates. And in there is a link to Kofin. So you can check that out. Um, follow, be able to check out some of the lore that we're putting together for the characters and the world and living and kind of have it all interconnected together. The, as we're working on that um so more updates on that as we get to it it's actually really kind of fun crafting that world and actually taking all of these things that i've talked about in conversation with other people and actually putting it pen to paper and of course shadster right on the ball with the link to world anvil boom A big shout out to the moderators uh mayflower shadster you guys are awesome thank you for uh coming on board and keeping me sane or driving <laughs> me crazy depending on which conversation we have at the time it works in the end it does. that's it all does. that matters it really does um so all the great stuff there um yeah so up for the mate oh we shadow watch will be back this saturday i know you guys missed back. it yes i know you want to check it out you want to find out what happens with that fight they got into Will Shrag turn himself into something else other than a potted plant? Will the party survive against the Driders? Will they find the deep gnomes that have been captured? What will they do? We don't know. I we don't will know find either. out on Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Saturday morning, people. Uh, so that one will be on Twitch for a little while longer as we get through a couple of uh, transitions. So you should be able, still be able to go check us out <laughs> on, on twitch.tv slash scuba studio. Uh, 10 a.m. Saturday morning to find out what happens to Shadow Watch as they continue their journeys into the Underdark. And you'll be able to check out more lore of the various characters of Shadow Watch on the World Anvil page. So, hey, it's going to be fun. It's going to be glorious. Glorious. It's, that's going to be my word. It's going to be glorious. Glorious people. Today's word is glorious people. Brought to you by Scuba and this guy, Rye Guy. Guy? Yep. Yeah. Um, also have another update for you challenge accepted season three is coming uh it will be uh showing up on the 23rd saturday the 23rd at 8 p.m eastern still not sure if i'm gonna put that one on youtube or it's gonna go or or it's gonna continue on twitch i have a feeling we will be <laughs> going youtube because it's a new season and a good start 
um, and Fresh. just finish that migration Fresh. off of Twitch onto YouTube for all of the shows. Uh, there are some discussion with that, which we will get into a little later in state of game or, or conversation wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, uh, shout out for stream beats. Cause we're listening to those wonderful lo-fi tunes today. Skadoosh. We can get into what's been happening. Right. It has been happening. It's been like forever, man. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been, you know, a couple years, a year went by. Wink, wink. Internet terms, but wink, let's go wink. with let's go with real life here. Real life, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a fun and wonderful, you know, change of pace. Um, relaxing because you know I'm d- down for a while from school, but uh, the next semester starts next week, so I'm gonna be ramping up on that stuff again. Um, busy as always at work, the life of a trainer, training or in training or development. Just hit that triangle button, and you're in one end or the other. Um, lots of movies watched in that time. Um, Which we're not all going to cover tonight. We're actually going to put little short videos of those reviews. Yeah. Trying something new with our re- with movie reviews in a shorter form. Yeah. Uh, content that we can get out and kind of mixing it up. Yeah. I'll do the most recent ones and a top 10. A top 10. In review. Yes. Try to have, figure uh, out my number one, people, while we get to it. But other than that, uh, I did f- um, save for a state of game. Lots of game playing. I did uh, decide to play a newer game today. Just get it in because, you know, installs are huge. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and put this disc in so it can do its updates and installs. Um, other than that, nothing else really major going what did you on get for Christmas. Oh, Christmas? I don't really ask for anything. I was like, I'm, I'm, I just want to just spend time and chill. Uh, lots of gift cards. Uh, lots of Packer memorabilia because I'm a big Green Bay Packers fan. We're going to win this weekend. Let's go. Um, that's it. And just kind of relax. New Year's Eve, same thing. Kind of relax on the couch. Drank a lot of hard ciders because that's my favorite drink. <laughs> so that was a good time. Um, and then had my car inspected and some service done to it and it's a volkswagen so it costs a pretty penny so other than that everything else is good yeah well at least it's not like a mercedes yeah it is too and you know it's still german engineering but you know not one of those german engineered vehicles so it's still and thank goodness for warranties that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) warranties are your best friend people extend them if you can um other than that i'm working my way through the robin williams by uh biography definitely i am definitely enjoying everything i'm reading in it it's not your typical just like the elton john biography it's very raw open you get to learn his life and all its glory both the good and the bad and even though i know i'm getting close to what happens to him at the end you start to get an understanding of a lot of things in his life of what led up to that. Interesting. So, but it's really good read and I'm looking forward to finishing it so I can uh, start another book. Try to get in another one before school starts, but once school starts, that kind of goes falls out of the wayside. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I've, I'm going to be having a lot of reading material myself. Oh, for yes. A variety of things. Yes. Um, <laughs> a variety of things that showed up today before oh, this man. cast. <laughs> yeah yeah but... um let's see um that's it 
uh, nothing else going on. Just trying to hopefully this year, you know, hopefully the 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 COVID's passed so I can cash in on some of the vacations that I had planned from last year. So it'd be nice to see that. Yeah. Um, That's it. That's all I got. For me, it was uh, stop the active streaming and get right into working on various things to try and uh, push the needle forward in 2021. Um, World Anvil making the shift from twitch to youtube and uh all of those things which are great yes uh the patreon was a lot of fun to get set up they got a lot of nice new people there um and trying to think about okay how to handle doing x y and z with uh that switch and then of course it was christmas which i got a bunch of christmas village things from my mom which is cool because I've, I've, I kind of got into collecting Christmas Village stuff. I've got quite a bit. I think I have like two or three 50-gallon containers. Uh, you know those black and yellow HDX yeah. uh, totes you can get at Home Depot? The big 55-gallon joints? Yeah. I've got two of them full of Christmas Village stuff. So one of the things I'm thinking about for the summer is getting my shop to a point I could start working on building boards and setting up the Christmas village as a collapsible table setup. That'd be pretty so awesome. Could put all of the village stuff. I've got so many crazy things. And to be honest, it was kind of one of those gateways that got me into terrain crafting because it'd be like, I want to get this. And sometimes when you get an eclectic collection of buildings, you got some big, big buildings and small buildings. So now I'm thinking like, perspective the smaller buildings are obviously further away than the bigger ones how do you set that up so watching several of the train things it's like yeah i think i'm gonna build a big christmas diorama type thing so i'll probably start working on that um the plan is to start working on those boards in july because i know it's going to take a while to sort out how the village is going to look uh, the various pieces on there. I know one pro one item I'm still trying to figure out how to pull off is I want to do a Christmas aircraft carrier because my dad served on an aircraft carrier for when he was active duty and I really enjoy aircraft carriers. Yeah. I think they're phenomenal pieces of tech. It is. They are. And I, I, I like the tech. idea of having an aircraft carrier in the same scale as the Christmas village. <laughs> and then to do like a Santa and the reindeer on one of the catapults, like getting ready to launch for Christmas. Like he just did a, a stopover and then Go is launching wee! again. So, <laughs> a little weird, a little goofy, but I've seen different versions of this in like ornament form, but yeah. to scale it up to 28 millimeter scale or, you know, something equivalent to that is a challenge and it's kind of hard to find a modern uh, you don't i mean when you look at like model kits for for military craft they're at certain scales and they're all about the realism well christmas villages not so much about the realism but that kind of warm warm feeling of the holiday so it's a bit of a challenge i mean i've thought about putting together a wooden model i've thought about putting finding a, a, a plastic model and kit bashing it a little bit who knows maybe at some point somebody's found a way to 3d print them and there's maybe a 3d print stl that i can get my hands on and talk to a buddy of mine's dad who has a 3d printer 
don't know. Yeah, it might happen. So we will see how that goes. Um, so that stuff came in. I got some painting stuff from my from from family members as well, and then it was my kids got stuff. So they had a good Christmas. We had a chill Christmas. I did my marathons that I always do. The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings extended editions. There's no other editions matter. Yes, that is true. You're not watching the truth without the extended editions. And I did get a TV series that I've been meaning to watch and it was on sale. So I picked up the entire series of How I Met Your Mother. That is a good series to pick up. That's what I've heard. So I picked that up. So I'm looking forward to watching it. And then, of course, my son turned 18. Uh oh. Noggin. Yeah. I've got an 18 year old kid. How crazy is that? Uh, that's what time does. I know. Yeah. It's scary. It's so scary. But no, I'm proud of him. Uh, overall, I am proud of him. There are times he, you know, kids, teenagers, you just want to like, you know, kids. <laughs> you know, uh, you just want to go, you know, but he is getting, but it, overall though, he's, he's, he's not a bad kid. It's just there are times, you know, patience is a little short, but, and again. This <laughs> <laughs> made flower. Yes, very true. Just a little one. Just a little bit. But, um, and of course, and then of course, you know, all the stuff last week, with friend passing away and all of that shenanigans. So, yeah, yeah it's an, it's an up and down affair, but you it know, it is, it is. You, and... you lay down, you wake up take in the good and keep moving forward yes yes we take in the good we keep moving forward um we find ways to remember and cherish those memories uh and keep move, keep going so lots of great things i've got um more project videos i'm actually going to do because i'm dialing back a lot of things i was spread too thin on yeah so i'm gonna have more content and i can't i've been working on an idea for as far as like what's my goal what's my mission with this and it came kind of boiled down to scuba studio exists to explore games craft stories and make things so makey makey we're gonna i mean interchange that we we explore we craft and we make so everything we do we're exploring movies by exploring those stories exploring games by talking about our games crafting stuff painting miniatures that is going to be the content that is on scuba studio I, that is the plan so that is our focus that is where all the good things happen and of course if you are a page and a shameless plug on the patreon you'll be getting some kind of behind the scenes stuff as we further develop that so join us there and have our fun there yes sir so with that uh i think we're good on the what's up nice to see everybody sticking around so far Thank you. Thank you all. Let's get into our movie reviews. All right. A duo. Hmm. Which one shall be first? I don't know. We're going to find out. And the screen says. Screen says nothing. Oh. Oh. We're going to start with our top two with the top 10 of 2020. The swerve. Uh, Rye, you sit there. Uh, now, all this stuff is from ryereviews.com. All one word. Uh, you check out all the various reviews Rye does there. He does se he's done several in the couple of weeks that we've been down uh, for celebrating the holidays. So see more. 
a few of them I managed to catch, so you'll be I'll be able to give my input on a few things. But uh, periodically throughout the year, Rai does these top tens, top fives of the things, and here we have our top twenty for twenty twenty or top ten for twenty twenty. So Rai, take it away. Top ten for twenty twenty. So like Scuba said, thank you. I always put out top ten lists. We have I have a mid season best of five, not in a particular order. But by the end of the year, that's when I throw the order up. So every year since I've been doing my website, I've always given my top 10 of the previous previous year. And 2020, regardless of the up and down affair, the theaters being closed for half the year, it did not stop the train of the movies coming in. So what it did was expand the more opportunities to see films. And I think this is probably one of the most um, elaborate lists I've came up with so far. Elaborate um, or eclectic? Yeah, that's a better word. Um, eclectic list. Because the way I describe this top uh, 10 list is that because of the variety of ways that films ventured out into the streaming world, it gave access to more films that, for me, who is a film fan that cherished you know cherished a lot of different kind of films you know access is limited for 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 a lot of things in this area but with everything going to streaming i got access to a lot of the 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 more story driven the more uh accoladed films and variety of different ones that i probably would have not gotten to maybe not till months down the road or whenever i could find the blu-ray behind a blu-ray at the store but and in any case every top 10 list starts with honorable mentions so I'm going to run quick through through the honorable mentions, and there's five. Uh, one, which was uh, me and Scuba's, one of our favorites from earlier in the year is Jojo Rabbit. Um, that film is a wonderful treat. It is a, a, a very good uh, black comedy, and it makes you kind of cherish the, the Nazis in a way. No, it doesn't. Uh, no, not really, but... The, no, 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 this is this is Taika Waititi, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Uh, I mean, th this is complete satire, slapstick hilarity that we've come to know and cherish from Taika Waititi. So, yeah, yeah that's an honorable mention. Yeah. What's uh, the next one? Uh, next one is one that I watched later in the year recently in December and reviewed Mank, uh, the latest from David Fincher, the one that basically encompasses old school Hollywood in his retelling of how Citizens Kane was made. A, a great, uh, a great um, uh, treat for anybody that's fan of old school Hollywood. Okay. Next um, one. Uh, Tenet. Uh, Christopher Nolan's next masterpiece. Um, it was an a, honorable mention. Yes, it's okay. an honorable mention because uh, there was a lot of other better films that came out last year other than that one. I did say better. Um, it's a very mind trippy experience, which is no exception for any Nolan film. But it's one where it's an imaginative roller coaster ride. It does get kind of dense at parts, and it does you know stop the the lore and the intrigue. But overall, still a wonderful film. Um, next is Mulan live action adaptation of Mulan which was I think a very great interpretation of the animated classic um, it hit a lot of road bumps because of the way you know it did its premiere axis but after, even after that and you know everybody got a got a taste of it later you get to see that it's a genuine a trip of strength family and hope and the last honorable mention which I was tug of war on this making the top 10 or not but I made an honorable mention and that's um the the film experience of Hamilton um I am one that enjoys a good uh stage play and this uh, experience of a stage play even in film format 
um, encompasses everything that I would want to find in a musical. Great song, great dance, great story, great character, great things overall, but just missed the top 10. All right, so starting with our top 10, number 10 is... The Life Ahead, and this is one I appreciated and I know Scuba loved a lot. It's a Netflix original, an Italian film, and it focuses on a uh, old woman relationship with this uh, uh, young kid off the streets. That's right. I I watched this one. This one was the uh, <coughs> this is the Italian this was the Italian film. This was actually this is one of those ones that the the dub is worse. Yes, and I did, and I did warn Scuba this. I told him to go back and watch it, you know, subbed. I've I've only seen a few foreign films in their native language, and this one is great. There, there's I think the story is much better in the original language than trying to hear in the English dub. Uh, this one's on Netflix, right? Yeah, Netflix original. Yeah, it's a Netflix original, which you're you're gonna notice that in a lot of these picks okay so but. if you have a netflix account you can probably catch most of the things on this list oh, yeah. number nine number nine is the trial of the chicago seven and this is um written and directed by uh dang my mind is slipping me right now i had it aaron aaron sorkin, sorkin. aaron sorkin writer director aaron sorkin did this film and it's another wonderful great um look at craftsmanship and also capturing the heart and soul of telling a true story but with an ensemble cast that is eclectic in its own right um definitely i definitely see a lot of awards going up on this one not nominated and stuff especially for sasha baron Cohen in his role all right yeah all right number eight number eight is the vast of night this is one that we watched earlier in the year um right about when new films started to trickle back out and it was one of those bright spots in a sea of unknown. Um, it combined um, uh, a period piece within uh, what I call tactical surrealism because it was a sci-fi film, but one that was a slow burn and is very methodical and focused on specific characters and just the heat of the moment of what that night entailed. All right, I remember catching this one too. I really liked uh, the 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 period element with this. Yes, and I love and it, it was it was just great because it was it was that the camera shots the the flow of the story just kept going, and it was really nice and yep. it felt like it, it was a great it was a great fun to watch. Oh yeah, Vasta Night. Um, if you want to catch it, Scott, it's on Amazon Prime. It's one of the Amazon originals. Um, and Trial of the Chicago Seven is another Netflix original. All right, number seven. Number seven uh, was one of the films I got to see in theaters, and it's called Yellow Rose. And this movie was a great indie film that combined family coming of age and music into a tale of perseverance. It focused on a very strong issue in America today because it focused on immigration, but did it in a way that was very, um, uh, uh, very focused on character and a sign of hope. And one of those things where I love it when an indie film shines above all, and definitely with theaters for it being very thin, it definitely got the limelight. All right, number six. Uh, number six is pretty much just what I call a guilty pleasure film. Um, sometimes uh, the heart of the journey is not in is 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 in the emotional rush of the medium, and that is Extraction, another Netflix original starring Chris Hemsworth, and it was straight up action. Um, adrenaline rush from beginning to end uh this is a film made by one of one of the people that did the avengers films 
Yeah, this was uh, produced by the Russo brothers and directed by Sam Hargrave. Yes, and they the the, the action in this film is so top notch. It 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 just shows you how great you know action will rise above its material. All right, number five. Number five, another Netflix original. You know, in the you hear you seeing the trend here. Um, the the Five Bloods. It's a uh, film directed and written by Spike Lee. And I like Spike Lee, a lot of his tales, you know, he has a very unique spin to all of the stuff he does, but this one is no exception and it's one of his best to date. And it focuses on a group of men who go back to Vietnam to rekindle not their personal experiences, but also find a way to bring closure to some of the harshness in their friendship. Um, one of the strongest uh, ensemble casts outside of Trial of Chicago 7 and one of uh, Chadwick Boseman's last roles. One of them. All right, number four. Number four is The Way Back. Um, I think this is on demand somewhere. But yes. um, this is a movie um, uh, uh, starring Ben Affleck, and it's a different kind of a feel-good story. And it takes the, the, the generalities of what you expect in a feel-good story and flips it on its head and focuses on the rawness of a tale of redemption and one where a person has to face the music and acknowledges the truth of his own flaws and i think it's ben affleck's best actorial role to date all right number three number three another netflix original uh, ma rainey's black bottom um this is one of a stage play adapted pit to big screen and one thing about stage plays is try to capture the magic of a stage play within a film experience and this film does it extensively at the heart of the film are the main a actors and actresses Vi viola davis and chadwick boseman they carry this film um they do a great job of mixing era character depth social issues and music to create a very fine experience Number two. Number two, The King of Staten Island. Um, this is one of one of the uh, films from Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow is one of those um, directors that knows how to blend genres, and he knows how to blend realism, comedy, and heart in the story. Sometimes it doesn't always work, but this is what I call a return-to-form film, and it focuses on a character that is trying to find his place in this world, and it's just a very um, down-to-earth kind of experience, but with a few chuckles here and there. All right, and number one. Number one, it's um, is on Disney Plus. It's the latest from Pixar, and that's Soul. Um, Pixar, Disney Pixar is a studio that makes great animated films, but one thing that is for sure and for certain is that a lot of their films go past the animation and become just great films overall. And I think Soul is one of those prime films that that hits at at the importance of one experience gives a great tale of escape and it anchors a very strong human story um because it clashes with questions of what is it that makes you and also lays the foundation of purpose growth and the simple pleasures of life and it elevates within its originality and uh strikes strong between being a great adult film while also being a great kids film and it's one film where I cried three times in this film. So when it makes you cry at least three times, it's going to hit my top spot. I'm working my way through it. I actually had to pause it, stop it, because I was, it wasn't holding my attention. But I will endeavor to complete this film to give you my opinions and thoughts on it uh, at, a future, at a future date. 
<laughs> oh yeah i like like i said you know um everybody that you know it's give or take but soul just just hit me at a perfect spot and it's one of those films that kind of sneaks up on you and just just catches you off guard so far from what i've seen of it i really like the jazz bit the music scene and and the whole trying to chase your dream and you know see how that stuff plays itself out but yeah we'll get into that oh yeah but yeah, there's our top 10. There's Rise top 10 for 2020. Uh, as we saw, as I said, most of these are available on Netflix. Most of them. You can check them out there. Um, and then others uh, through other on-demand uh, services. So now we covered that. Let's get into a new film that we both that we both have an opinion on. Opinions that we do. <laughs> that button. And that is The Midnight Sky with george clooney yes sir this one is on netflix yes it is and i saw this one last week i was we were going to talk about it last tuesday but didn't quite get to there but we are going to talk about it this week because i actually found it a really great film especially after what i just was going through it really was a nice kind of film to watch and really take in all uh, right, go ahead and give us your review on that. All right, The Midnight Sky, another uh, Netflix original. The, there's a theme this 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 podcast. Um, <laughs> um, it is a film starring George Clooney and directed by George Clooney. He's done uh, quite a quite a films in the past, and this is no exception. And it focuses on a lone scientist who is trying to survive the aftermath of an unknown global disaster. He is stationed in a research station in the Arctic. Uh, his name is Augustine, and it focuses on his uh, journey on trying to survive the Arctic alone, kinda, and but also it parallels another journey of uh, scientists and astronauts that are coming back from a mission from a moon on Jupiter, and basically it focuses on a back and forth on uh, Augustine trying to contact these astronauts to let them know, uh-uh, and astronauts trying to figure out if they should come back to Earth or not. Um, this film is a very slow-moving, uh, narrative-driven kind of film. It's a pseudo-sci-fi film, but I think it's more of a, uh, a, a methodical character study. Um, the great thing that I, great thing that I liked about this film is that it, it left the disaster to the unknown. You don't really know what happened. You get hints of it, either radiation's involved or not. Um, but when a film leaves it ambiguous... It, 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 it can be a hit or miss, and in this film it was a hit because the focus isn't much on the global disaster, it's just the aftermath of that. And then you get to see the reflection of Augustine in the present through some of the past, um, some of his past decision through some convenient flashbacks. Emphasis on convenient because they happen at specific moments to, you know, reemphasize there, there is some kind of connection between Augustine and these astronauts. Um... The gravitas of this film is within the minimalistic directive, um, and it gives girth to the backstory and also the unknown. Um, when you watch this first half of the film, it's very much uh, focused on Augustine. He's trying to live. He's trying to survive. He has terminal cancer, I believe. Um, and then he starts to um, having to survive the wilderness of the Arctic or the coldness of the Arctic because uh, there's not really much of a wilderness up there. Uh, but he comes across a girl. Um, I'm gonna leave it to that with the girl, um, and then flip it to the space story. 
once the astronauts come into play, it becomes a, a back and forth m m uh, mission of what these both parties trying to contact contact the each other to find the truth of the situation and then what happens is is that all the greatness that i enjoyed of this film kind of gets lost in its own potential um the back and forth uh narrative um just showcases certain character motifs but doesn't really explain anything so it gets has this little lostness feel and then once it gets into the climax then I kind of saw it coming. I kind of saw the twists that happened at the end. And even though I, I could, I knew what was going to happen at the end with the twist, um, that wasn't what that took off the, the, the mystified feeling of the film in the beginning. It was just the, it felt like a force pull to try to give emotion to a story that didn't really need it because it was already building it with a lot of stuff focused on the character. So overall, I think it had a very great beginning. It had a very strong character focus. Um, once it started doing the back and forth, it kind of got lost in the potential and it was that twist near the end that kind of blew it for me. Your thoughts? Um, I thought it was a great film. I mean, it, it's been a while for me to watch a George Clooney film. Um, and this one, given that I was just going through a, a, a personal loss, the fact that the story you have augustine who is pretty much you know kind of waiting to die yeah and in in that wait he decides to make an effort to contact the this 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 mission which he which he was a part of in the sense that he being an astronomer had theorized and found evidence that one of these moons around jupiter would would support life yeah so this was an exploratory mission to check out the planet and to see if it was viable for habitation so they were on their way back with their results in that time frame whatever happened to the global climate had changed to the point that it was the end of, it was the end so, and unlike previous ones where you have this really human-driven story on the planet to either try to stop the apocalypse or, you know, how is it you're going to survive even though it's coming? This one, we don't focus on that. We focus on this whole effort of finding purpose in your life and then ex executing that purpose. And there are great set pieces. There are great dialogue bits. You're right. It doesn't go into a lot of detail about the who, what, where, when, and how everything is coming to an end. Yeah. It's focusing on, okay, this group of astronauts is trying to get back, but some of the tension with their trip is the fact that without mission control, without the infrastructure that we have for the space program, anybody coming back on these missions with the current technology is at a disadvantage. Yes. And it showcases that. In, a, in, a, in, a, in some of the tension with the ship coming back because they were so dependent on the communications from Earth that without those, they were literally flying blind yeah. through the solar system. Yeah, they literally go through a part where there's like, I don't think we should, and yeah. <laughs> it's, been, it's not been mapped. We don't yeah. know. Well, let's just do it. <laughs> but 
the story is really great. There's a great bit at the end where all of a sudden it all comes full circle and it, it fills in all of those gaps and it the the payoff is really good in my opinion. Yeah, the, so, that's that's where it, like it for a lot of people it's either going to hit really well or it's just going to fall flat. And it kind of fell flat for me because I think it took away from the lostness and trying to find purpose. By trying to for I'm not gonna say it, but try what they did. I think it kind of took away from that that mysticism of the person, the the the, the personal uh, journey of Augustine and of uh, F Felicity Jones' character Sully in space trying to guide this crew. But it still was a fun film. I still think it's enjoyable. Um, uh, it's it's a good sci-fi film. Another another. There's a lot of great scenes, like you said, a lot of great set pieces in this film. Uh, Clooney knows how to direct. He knows how to put shots together. Um, but overall, uh, even with the, with with uh, how it panned out for me, it still was kind of uh, still was enjoyable. Three out of five. I was. I'm. I'm more. I'm giving it a better thought. I'm thinking it's more of a four point five out of five because I think it's it's such a. I believe it's a it's a really good film, and the parts that are lacking are to me not as important as the overall story and the overall intent of the story. So of inspiration and motivation, all of that. So I'm calling, I'm calling it a 4.5 out of five. Yep. So, hey, it's on Netflix. So check it out, watch it, let us yes, know. Totally check it out on Netflix. And our last review for tonight is one I have not had a chance to see yet, but I'm hoping to see it in the near future. It goes on demand on Friday, I believe. So I'll be keeping an eye out for that. And that is the news of the world. Yes, sir. News of the world. Latest what world? Tom Hanks film. Tom Hanks Western. I think this is his first Western. Scoop. I think. I don't know. I have to look through it, but somebody mentioned to me that it might be his first person. But anyways, it's a Tom Hanks film. It's a Western. Count me in. So okay so it's a western it's tom hanks it is pre-internet yes very pre-internet pre-internet is uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> good one there now what was i gonna say i don't even know all right score one for me score one for for score the school rye from his thoughts <laughs> you always get one there's the one. I might get a few more. Yeah, there's plenty more times to get me. But anyways, News of the World is the next uh, next film from Tom Hanks, starring Tom Hanks and directed by Paul Greengrass. If that name rings any bell, he's the one behind uh, the Bourne films. Um, so Paul Greengrass directs this uh, a Tom Hanks-led film, and he plays in the role of Captain Kidd. And it takes place uh, a few years after the Civil War, and Captain Kidd is traveling around the, the Texas Plains delivering uh, news um, to all the towns out on the plains because, you know, they're kind of out there. And along his journey, he comes across a young girl, an abandoned girl by the name of Johanna. And the unique thing about this in their relationship is that Johanna when he finds her uh she can't speak a lick of english and that's because she was taken from her family and raised by the natives so native americans by the way yeah native americans um so what you have here is an unexpected path together of an unlikely pairing of a, a an um a civil war vet and a young girl who is kind of lost between two worlds and he decides to um take this girl back 
to the last living relatives that she has in Texas. And it focuses on their, their journey. And that's pretty much what the film entails. Um, emphasis on the fact that I mentioned this is a Western and on the foundational service, this is a Western to a T like the three foundation, uh, three foundational pieces, pieces that you find in Westerns are it's slow, methodical pacing, it's character oriented journey and it's atmospheric world building. And what Paul Greengrass does is he lays that foundation and, but he stays while staying true to those elements. He, um, he levels it with rawness of humanistic fervor. So if you've ever seen any of Paul Greengrass films, there's a very realistic uh, motif to the way he directs and focuses on stuff. And he does a great job in taking this linear journey that is very beat by beat, a Western from all the characters, the, the, the clashes with the natives and some of the bandits on the Texas plains. But he brings a very realistic motif that brings worth to the solemn. And it's because of the great characters and the relationship between a Captain Kidd and Johanna. And watching how they deal with ties of consequence. Um, there's very, very strong contrast of indifference between these two individuals because of their past. And the film, because of that slow methodical pacing, uh, lifts the veil on their backstory slowly. And that is a good thing because with it being a very slow film, it's a slow maturation and you start to f get this um, healing of the characters through situational moments and it allows the audiences to gravitate to the genuine escape of this film. Uh, while as the relationship grows and it gets into the second half of the film, uh, certain situations test their will and even if it becomes very predictable with how it ends ends up it's that that humanistic fervor that humanistic detail that tom hanks brings to the character and this young girl her name is helena zengal in the role of johanna it's such unlikely pairing but one that warms you up to understanding of coming to terms with the past understanding what fate and circumstances may weave for you and where the obviousness is is point and real like these characters know that what they really need is each other and it's not really giving away anything but it it's pretty obvious but it's very poignant um so once it comes full circle it gives you that ultimate sense of truth and even if it's predictable by the t the climax provides a wholesome lift above its foundational elements question scoop no 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 <laughs> honestly it's it's a very strong Western. It's very predictable, but it's very good. Well, if you've watched a lot of Tom Hanks' stuff over the last five years, uh, the stories are all about that kind of drama and emotional journey. Oh, yeah. The journey of an individual across distance. Um, so I'm looking forward to checking this out because it's been a while to watch a Western. And if this is his first Western, cool. I think they're, but I like how this is talking. The whole premise of this one is not the lone gunman. No, not the gunslinger. This is not the person looking. This is not any of those things. This is a guy who is trying to do a essentially a public service because this is an era where the telegraph is the only means of communication outside of mail yeah and the pony express this is some this is and this asks the question i was like 
back when the world back when we didn't have the internet where if somebody blew their nose in san jose california somebody in boston could read about it on their twitter feed yeah i mean you don't have that in that time and it's nice to see okay yes the news is a little old by the time he gets it out there but the fact that he goes from town to town and reads the news to inform people of what's going on in the country and the world and then happens to come across this and then decides to take it upon himself to do something to do something he believes is good which is get this girl who's been lost for several years back to her family and so I'm sure there are a lot more bits in that story I want to check out. So I can't wait to watch this. Yeah, it's his I first Western. Will, I, I probably went... will look it up on on demand when it comes out. Oh yeah, so. it's it's definitely a wonderful treat. And like you said, it doesn't it's not that lone gunman. It strips back all the typical cliches. It has those three foundational elements, but Paul Greengrass brings out that human that human element with Tom Hanks as the central figure. And so overall, it's it's a great film. If you like Tom Hanks, if you like Westerns, if you like character journeys, I definitely say check it out. It's still in theaters, but it will be on demand soon. But yeah, ever so, 3.5 out of 5, it's definitely a fun time at the theaters. Yeah. And it is his first Western, people. I did look through his uh, filmography. Oh, interesting. Well, good to know. All righty. If you want to check out the other reviews, check out my website. Yes, go check out ryereviews.com to do. check out those reviews and see what he's been working on. Oh, yeah. I got reviews for Soul Wonder Woman, uh, Monster Hunter, uh, 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 and Promising Young Woman. <laughs> saw what I did there, Scoob? <laughs> we saw that movie. You know what. You yeah. know what's up. <laughs> moving on moving on people moving on alrighty so now uh, I, we can talk a little bit about state of game and uh, while I haven't been doing a whole lot of video game playing I have done a little bit of video game playing and I've done a lot of video game playing well you're always doing a lot of video game 4 a.m. one of my yes. goals for 2021 yeah. is to play more games and I will help you with that I think maybe I don't know We'll work it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll work it out. Um, so state of game was we talk about various games and game game related topics for the studio and beyond those kind of things. And as always, we start with video games first. Rye, what has what is that new game you finally decided to put into your PlayStation and start playing? The uh, new game um, that I decided to put in the PlayStation. Actually, it was a Christmas gift to myself. Pat on the back. Um, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. I decided to pop it in and play a little bit today. And even though I haven't played the Spider-Man game in a long time, the controls are still there. The game is still beautiful. I only got through the opening sequence, so I don't know much. But I'm definitely going to have fun swinging around New York City again. But this time as Miles Morales. Yes, that that's solid. That story is pretty solid. I'm looking forward to getting my to getting my turn to play that. Yes, sir. But the bulk of my gaming has been in two other games that would see uh let's just see that would be england in the time of the vikings the vikings yes uh i have finished the main main portion of ac valhalla i have conquered all of england but one place um and finished the main story so i got to go through all those cinematics that you told me about scuba and it's very fascinating on where it ends and how it um slight spoiler whatever flips the protagonist 
A little bit. A little bit. I'm not going to say what or who, but the protagonist is flipped in a way. And I'm looking forward to finishing the game and getting all the awesome weapons like Thor's hammer, Odin's spear, um, Excalibur, and then getting the, the hidden truth uh, uh, cinematic. I have watched it online, but I want to get it. So I want to get all the pieces of the anomalies and put it yeah, together. I'm staying away from the story till I work my way through it. But overall, uh, Valhalla has been a fun, enjoyable experience. Um, I'm still going back in my head if this current uh, trilogy of Assassin's Creed, if Origins is still my favorite or Valhalla has taken the reign. But I can say that I have enjoyed Valhalla's story more than Origins. Because, like you said, this is the the farthest away from an Assassin's Creed game that it's been. And it's very true. And it's very much a story of Ivar, the Vikings, and that time in England. And I appreciate how they made you care for every single character in the game. Every single character in the game you cared about. Everyone you came across in the story and stuff. So when there was deaths... When you had to make choices, it felt real. It felt raw. You didn't just make choices because, oh, yeah, I should choose this because it's the right thing. Which is funny because yeah. there, there's a lot of criticism for Valhalla and the fact that the side characters and secondary characters aren't as developed and meaningful as in previous installments. This one, they seem kind of they're there, but they're not. They're not real. They're not as integral as some of the previous entries into the franchise. I think you hit the nail on the noggin where you says integral, and the fact that these stories were separate from the assassin lore, but still played a major part in what happens in the assassin lineage. Yeah, and yeah. or that kind of thing. So yeah. it, it's curious to see again various of uh, various work on the as Oh, yeah. how that's being perceived oh yeah so, and the other game of course is night city night city and oh. i actually jumped back in after some of the patch updates and night still night city is still a wild crazy ride um i think i spent like 10 minutes there and had a decent time even though i wasn't much but you've obviously put more time into night city, i have so. dived a lot more in time city or uh, night city not time city but uh cyberpunk um i have not hit any of those funny and hilarious bugs i have seen online i'm not gonna lie some of them are hilarious uh but uh you know it is a it is a, a big game so you know it has its glitches here and there but it hasn't deterred me from enjoying the game and experiencing the game and going in depth with the 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 side missions like literally i have only been doing the side missions i've touched on the main story here and there but i have just been traversing night city just doing all this other stuff you know and building up my character getting different um different um uh um different outfits different stuff to put on but what i've been enjoying is you know leveling up my weapons um coming across all the different uh, interesting characters in Night City and some of the storylines and some of the quests that, that that have drove me um, to some laugh out loud moments, some intriguing um, interactions, uh, a motel scene that I can only describe to you off the mic, which I did, which you know which what I'm talking about when I say the motel scene. Um, but overall, I am seeing the effects of decision. I've not seen a game 
as decision heavy and integral into the game as much as this game. I think the last time where decisions really had a major impact was another one that CD Projekt Red did, um, The Witcher 3. Um, I haven't gotten, I also have Watch Dog Legions. I've completely forgotten I had that game and probably will keep forgetting that I have that game because Cyberpunk has taken over my life and Miles Morales is about to do that. So I am definitely going to dive into more cyberpunk this weekend. Um, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Another another few 4 a.m.s, 4.30 a.m.s, oh, 5 a.m.s. Because if I don't have to wake up the next day, why? That's it's, fair. It's, it's, it, I, I, I game at night just not, not because, you know, I'm off. But, you know, everybody's asleep. Uh, nobody's bothering me. And I can just play, keep the volume down low, and have the big 65-inch with... The motel scene. But that was fun <laughs> watching that motel scene. I am great that I had to experience that motel scene at night with everybody asleep so they didn't see the fun that happened in the motel. But overall, I think the game is great outside of the glitches, obviously. Um, not as major as the ones I've seen online. But I'm definitely going to enjoy it. And I'm definitely going to enjoy it whenever I can get my hold of a Series X. Yeah, that'll be one of the things I look forward to. Oh, I have a different game I can talk about playing. Hades? No. Oh. I plan on picking up that. I'm sure you will. Yeah. I actually picked up the PC version of Monster Hunter World Iceborne. How's that? Lots of fun. Because unlike when I did this on the Xbox, back when it first released, and it was just Monster Hunter World, I'm actually jumped on it for PC to play with some friends. To kind of work through now that the game has had its, its final patch so it's got all of the content everything they have as we wait till the next release next monster hunter release which i believe is going to be out on switch monster um, hunter rise yes, i think rise um but it was fun getting back into it um if for it was fun to try and learn how to play a game on keyboard and mouse i'm spoiled in the fact i'm very used to using controllers when playing video games not a whole lot outside of the rts's with keyboard and mouse so that had a bit of a learning curve but i was having fun using weapons <laughs> i hadn't used before and i'm reading may's comment don't pay attention oh, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah it was uh it it was fun playing that um with a few of my friends we did a game we did a ver we did a, a a game of small world uh the board game via via uh digital uh, through Steam, and then of course, I was convinced to play Among Us a couple of times. That game is fun. It is fun. Um, now, one of the people who invited me to playing a game with her, she uh, seemed to convince everyone else in her crew that invited me to play that I should be thrown out of the airlock at every possible instance. Oh, really? Yes. Who shall yeah. you speak of? I'm not going to mention her by name, but she knows who she is. I see you. I see you I too. You, you know who you are. We all know who you are. But I got around it because I got my son to play and they threw him out of the airlock. <laughs> so I got saved for a round. A round. Just one round. And then a bunch of us played as we were all kind of uh, lamenting our loss and decided to just jump in with a group of 10 and play among us for a little while and that was decent too i think i got a I, I got a decent kill count before the uh 
before they uh, threw me out of the airlock. <laughs> hey, at least you got a little punches in. I got a few in. I got a few in. But uh, that was that was the extent of my video game stuff for the last few weeks. Going to do more going forward. Um, aside from you know, dive back into some Minecraft while I was kind of doing. I always I tend to start a Minecraft world right around Christmas to kind of just work through that, just kind of detox and let my kind of creativity go. Um, but you know see how that rolls but after video games there's the whole role play and dungeons and dragons stuff and i have to say the biggest thing for that is uh actually getting the world anvil started which if you're not familiar with world anvil world anvil is a storyteller's platform whether you're a game master or a novelist and you are trying to do develop a world to write about for your stories or use them in cam in game tracking this is one of those resources that you can do that is rabbit hole and a half to kind of see what's up. Um, I just if you want to check out the world I've created, it's called Kofin. That new command will work. Not, I understand. Yep, there it is. Uh, that is the I've just put the link in the chat. It's called. Uh, you can go to that page in World Anvil and give it a follow if you're curious to see what's going on. You can set up timelines, characters. Uh, as a for a dungeon master, a game master, planning a game, I was a, I can have all of my char player characters create you using using a free account, create their character and link them to the campaign and the world, so we then can see how they develop. Um, now you you can you can go full on and put do all your stat building and everything in there or what we're going to use is I use D&D Beyond for all my camp for all my character tracking is just links to their D&D Beyond characters but we can start peppering in lore bits a timeline some of the first challenges I had for this is a coming up with a world name um I'm not going to tell you what Kofin means because I feel that if you want to know what Kofin means then you need to pay attention to me and figure and it's a deep dot it's a deep cut lore bit as far as me as a person and where that came from so if you figure it out great if not maybe you could convince me to tell you about it on an ama through patreon at some point but for the most part that is what it is um, it is going to be where I take the inspirations from D&D on various other platforms and meld them into a world, uh, working on a world map right now, and it looks glorious so far. I can't wait for y'all to see it, but we'll be doing map tracking and lore bits and timeline. Uh, I'm going to utilize a similar time, uh, calendar year as what, uh, of, as what Wizards of the Coast uses for D&D, uh, specifically Faerun. Which is a three, which is a ten day calendar. There are three. There a ten day is a week. There are three weeks in a month. There are twelve months in a year. That's how this works. Nice and simple, around numbers. Every four years, you have a, you have an extra day. But hey, so celestial solar systems. What can I say? But this doesn't apply to just fantasy settings. You could use this to do a futuristic setting. You could do this to do a a. a, a ancient times thing space whatever on 
what I'm looking at is more of a second world style. I take event kind of like a multiverse thing where it's like you have some locations in another world on another on another universe and they're similar, but they diverge a little bit. Mine is going to be diverging more into my style, my thought process and some of the things that I'd laid the groundwork in talking with players and justifying why when I have players make characters, they can use any of the published materials out of Wizards of the Coast. So we have Eberron Tech and Faerun. That's how I can justify Warforge and all of those character builds that are specific to the Eberron story. Going to be doing more of that and developing more of that. And right now the setting that timeline. And so it's as a creator, this has really kind of been that influx of uh, endorphin to get creating. And so I'm going to be really excited as I get more articles built. There was a rabbit hole I fell into the other day where it's like, oh, okay, here's this, here's this building, the Twilight Mansion. Okay, well, I thought I had to do an article where I explained every room, but then I found out I can do separate articles for each room and then link them all to each other to let you know, hey, if I walk into this room, this is what I see. And this room is connected to that room, which is connected to that room. So all that stuff. NPCs, all these bits. Now, the nice thing is tying this in with Patreon is the fact that at certain tiers, you could see certain bits of lore that are only that are exclusive access to that. And you could sort of be as considered a subscriber to that World Anvil world. Um, I'm hoping that we can expand the World Anvil to allow more subscribers and whatnot, but that's going to take time. I managed to get the subscription I got when they were having an anniversary sale and really frustrating is new year's eve after new year's they had a four hour flash sale you could upgrade your account to their highest tier for half the price and i was like bummer i can't do that just yet but i'm hoping i can do it later we will see what happens but going to be diving into writing with that um i actually picked up a book yes i do read stop judging me uh maybe okay picked up a book it's called collaborative world building for writers and gamers and game masters mm. um it talks about this whole concept of having the collaborative storytelling which is one of the things i love about dungeons and dragons yep is a collaborative thing. So with this is like trying to work. How do you man? How do you work with a team and build, bring all those ideas in? Because all of my players help to develop the world. All, all all that feedback can come in there to help develop this world. And I want this to be a living world that stretches across multiple mediums. Whether it's if you ever get that RP going on the Discord server that we had talked about doing, that is currently in the backlog somewhere in a dark corner. Uh, or the fact that whether they're a game I play off stream or a game I play on stream and how they all interconnect to each other, this is going to be that location. Find out the various reports and plannings and see what affects what and who affects who, who's all of that stuff. Uh, so really great, great uh, resource. So I'll probably be talking more about that as we on. But if you want to check it out, the link is in the chat. Go check it out. Give it a follow. That way you can get notifications. There's a specific channel on the Discord that is for World Anvil related updates, where every time I have an article that's ready and I feel ready is published, notification will go in there. And 
all the things, all those great things. That has been the bulk of what I've been doing for D&D. I do have some new books uh, that have come into my collection that I will be perusing through. Also some new games I'd like to try and look at. Like I'd like to, somebody gave me the idea about streaming a Warhammer table game. I consider doing that. Uh, I'd like to get together. I'd like to maybe either as a one shot or as a fun, just do a shadow run uh, adventure that again ties into all of this. Should be loads of fun. So it'd be kind of funny if you're a D&D character and you walk through a portal and all of a sudden you wind up in a in a modern city with uh, technology and magic. Yeah, what could go wrong? <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just looking at the chat. Looking at the chat. Oh yeah, gotta love the chat. Some uh, good conversation going on in there. Oh yeah, Audible. Picked up some books on Audible too. Audible is a great resource. It is a great resource. I should try to use it one day. Not today though. Uh, one day. Yep. Yeah, I the new sixth edition stuff came out. I've got quite a bit of resource resources now to look through. It's gonna take me a little bit to look through, but I would like to do a shadow run uh, one shot maybe, or something like that in the future. We'll see how it goes. Uh, depends on what resources I have available to pull that kind of thing off because I want to do it right and it takes resources to do this stuff so hey let's do it with what we got and keep moving forward and with that that is the that is it for state of game do have a couple of news things to talk about we are ooh, 15 minutes in we started a little bit late a little bit late yeah all righty yeah kind of rambling on as our first show of 2021 yeah. we're, we got all this extra stuff going Oh, yeah, but it happens usually, you know. All right, real quick. Oh, Quillith. Welcome. All righty. Okay, so. Um, let's see. We got a couple of news pieces. We got first one here. This is a... Actually, I think with as late we are, maybe we should skip on to odds and ends. What do you think? It's up to you, boss. You tell me. All right, I think we're going to hit up our odds and ends, and uh, we'll touch on some of this stuff uh, later, in short form or whatnot, because um, we are going to bring back the Patreon exclusive show uh, in the near future. I just have to work that out real quick. So, hey, work in progress. Got to love it. But let's hit up our odds and ends. Oddies and endies. The return. The return of odds and ends. I've got some stories for you. <laughs> And I will. This is the one I didn't flip. The one I I knew there was one I'd missed. All right, I'll fix it later. Odds and ends. Part where we talk about random internet stories that we find that just make you go, hmm. Na 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 na. So let's go with our first one. It's kind of crispy. And a little bit, as long as you like fried chicken. You like fried chicken? Yes, I do. I'm sure you might have heard of this. I can't get the link. How about a game console from KFC with a with a that runs video games with the new Intel chip and also keeps your chicken warm for when you get that stack craving while you're playing? Oh yeah. So in the I heard about this from my friends the other night and I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, nope, it's a thing. It is a game console with a fried chicken warmer. Yes. From KFC. Oh yeah. 
So from this article, I was trying to share it. it wouldn't let me share it on uh, Tom'sHardware.com. They talk about this uh, console being made for KFC and promised a. Uh, it was originally promised on November twelfth, but you know it's taken a little bit longer. Um, so when asked. Cooler Master for KFC's console full recipe, a rep would only tell us that it's, quote, Intel NUC9 Extreme Element as its core with a modified Cooler Master Mastercase uh, NC100, end quote. And a couple other tech bites, but just an interesting fact, it's a console made by a chicken maker. No, no, it's a fast food retailer who made a technology console. I mean, this is crazy. Yes, it's very crazy, very funny, and kind of hilarious. And actually, the fact that it's actually going to be real, you know. Uh, I managed to get the link in the chat, so if you want to check it out, there you go. I... Chicken War... Really? Really? Hey, you know, you can play uh, uh, cyber, Cyberpunk Steamy now. Do-do-do-do. But... Considering what KFC has done over the years, yes, this is not overly surprising. I mean, come on, we have the disastrous uh, no bun chicken sandwich, where the bone, oh, were, yeah. uh, and then we had the fact that they started doing like the the, the donut sandwich, and now there's all right. These food things are really off the wall and weird. Let's try something completely different and. We know people like to play video games. We know they're going to play a lot of video games. Hey, let's help them keep their food warm while they're playing video games. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, you know, KFC's got computers. They've got, you know, scented logs. Um, they have a Japanese romance game. No. Nope. KFC nope. has no bounds. No, nope. no, nope. no. Nope. KFC has no bounds, people. No. Nope. I still like their chicken. Ah, uh, the Wendy's role-playing game. <laughs> I don't remember that one, but I'll have to look that up sometime. <laughs> Uh, twirl the hair, twirl the hair. Oh boy, as long as it's got its 11 herbs and spices. Let's move on. Spices. <laughs> All right, here's something interesting, As a, and this is me as a collector. Oh yeah. I have, my wife has been a big Pokemon. Gotta I've been a fairly good trading card collector. You and I know friends that have collected things. And this story is one of those ones that if I hadn't known who I know, I would think this is completely wild and crazy. But knowing who we know... Knowing who we know, this is not wild and crazy. This is a story about a student who sold enough Pokemon cards from his collection to cover his college tuition. Not just college tuition, but graduate school. Grad school. And, and then that, now if you're thinking, what kind of grad school are we talking about? This dude's studying to be a doctor. Yes, uh, and uh, trust me, as a person going through grad school, just to get his master's in English costs a lot. He's going to be what again? He's, uh, I want to say a neurosurgeon. Uh, transform, uh, uh, the junior at University of North Georgia transformed his childhood passion into an investment for an eventual medical school. So medical school. He's looking at medical school, Not, uh, I think it says in there, but the fact that he found funded the, the school by selling his Pokemon cards. Yes. $80,000 worth. Yep. $80,000 US in Pokemon cards to cover grads to cover grad school. 
Yeah, it's it it is it is daunting, not yeah. to, not the fact to imagine how he managed to pay with cars, but it just shows the value of just one of some of the cards. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, collectors, you collect something as long as there's somebody who wants it that you've got it, you've got a means to barter. Now, yeah. if you think this is kind of for me, this is I read this and I was like, it's legit. It is legit. I, you know, people, I know people, we all know people. I have a, one of my best friends, one of, this is a guy I consider like a brother, right? He was, he and I did Boy Scouts. He collected the patches. Yeah. And if you're, if you're familiar on the Boy Scouts side, when you get to the order of the arrow, do some of those events, you get to patch collecting, right? Of the various councils and, and, and everything else. Patches are a thing. Patches are a big thing. He yeah. has bought, he has paid for things by trading patches. So for me, this is like, I can see if, if knowing him and knowing he did it, we give him, we, we give him our time every so often for the fact that, dude, you bought a car by trading like a bunch of patches. Yep. And then see this story. It's like legit. It is legit. And totally legit. the fact that Pokemon is still such a big moneymaker as a brand and the with the trading card game totally cool but i think it's really great how you know someone took care of their stuff enough that they were able to do this and the fact that there was enough of what there's there the fact that there's still a thriving enough market that this was a thing that could be done oh yeah it is it's kind of funny it's 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 funny but it's it's it, it's a testament to this kid that says like hey this is going to be worth something someday. It's not just a phenomenon. It has value. And just to quote his mother from the article, Tammy King, uh, my husband says, oh my gosh, maybe I should have given him some money to put into Pokemon cards. But yeah, I'm proud of him. I'm proud of who he is. I'm proud of his character, his drive. So, you know, he wants to be the very best. Yes. He's got to catch them all. Yeah. Speaking of... Uh things in medical science let's talk about let, let, let's let's go from the happy to the oh my gosh we're about to conquer the world well the you know way. every so often we got to do our, our skynet uh type of story Doom this one is no different this is an article um <laughs> france and china developing biologically engineered super soldiers Yes, uh, as reported in the New York Post, um, uh, what it says is basically says uh, um, after um, China uh, came out and said they're developing biologically enhanced super soldiers, France has joined the fray in creating Terminator troops that can be bred to kill according to new reports quotes. Um, France gave the go-ahead for augmented soldiers, and some fear the super troopers could be the new norm in the recent future. End quote. Have you not watched your movies? Movies have some truth to it, even if it seems fantastical. In well, on the same the token, they probably inspired to try and make this plausible. But I mean, this is one of those things. It's like you're. This is. I have ethical issues with parts of this. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's interesting in here, and it talks about manipulating DNA. Um, Which we've seen we've seen that in the scientific community for a while. I mean, they were talking about dialing, finding a way to dial back the genetic 
markers to bring about dinosaurs again by rolling back uh, like chicken DNA and reactivating certain recessive genes that are now dormant because evolutionary, they don't, they're not needed anymore. And then, and now on the one hand, I think this is kind of interesting because we're moving into like those bits where it's like you have soldiers that have lost limbs and whatnot yeah. and being able to replenish those through augmentation to allow them to continue to serve oh, yeah. even after losing limbs is great. But some of this other stuff, it's like, okay, now we're like, all right, we're not going to put the random, random person as a soldier out on the battlefield. We're going to breed someone specific for this i mean i'm sorry i'm not going to continue to connect the dots but you can i know you can see where this could end up going we it have seen very, many many yeah. many representations on this through sci-fi literature and sci-fi stories that says in every scenario this does not end well Yep, and just to add credence to what you're saying, Michael Clark, the, the visiting professor in war studies at King's College London, quote, we've reached the point now where we could potentially manipulate people's DNA to breed into them extra strength, endurance, and other things just as we do with animals, end quote. Yes, and the reverse is true. Who's to say you don't do that to try and, well, certain 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 things? This oh, yeah. And you, you, there's always a positive to it, but you know, whenever you try to do something positive, somebody always tries to flip it for another, another, um, another degree of no, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and some of the things that they're aiming to what they call homo robocopus is brain microtrips, bionic eyes, super hearing, health implants, enhanced limbs, and exoskeleton legs, just to name a few. On the one again, on the one hand, it's interesting for the technology, but obviously there's a moral and ethical issue with this. Yes. The fact that when you start to get to this point, how crazy it is it is. But we're also talking about we just got we're we're all in the cyberpunk and the cyber this future where it's like, cool, I could go and get mantis blades because I think they're cool, or hey, I've lost an arm, let me put on a new arm. Yeah. And I can continue to operate with both arms or, you know, when bionics become an elective surgery instead of a necessary surgery. We're starting to look at that cusp, I think. Oh, um, yeah. It's... So it'll be interesting to see how this goes and to see what regulations are put in place to try and control this before it gets too far out of hand. Yeah, it is going to be some kind of regulations. Whenever you have something new, you need to put some um barriers in place try to at least i guess but hey i do like cyberpunk so what's what 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 what, what can i say i do yep. want that i do want that extra speed i do run marathons but yeah, uh, about that <laughs> but, um, talk about speaking yeah let's talk about speaking let's talk about another type of let's talk about a different type of augmentation that might be a little more fun a little bit more fun and a, i don't have a i don't have a bit for that but that's okay but this is the first odds and ends of 2021, actually. Article is from January 12th, 2021. Okay, so it's a new article we'll talk about. And that is an article Rye found literally as we were prepping for tonight. I put it in the chat. So it is it a South Korea, South Korean firm creates a dog collar using AI technology that when the dog barks, he can tell you how he feels. Oh yeah, uh, reported through Reuters and posted on Yahoo News, um, 
South Korean startup has developed an AI-powered dog collar that can detect five emotions in canines by monitoring their barks using voice recognition technology, end quote. Um, some of the interesting stuff in here, um, the company began gathering different types in 2017, three years later, quote, uh, developed a proprietary algorithm based on a database of more than 10,000 samples from 50 breeds of dogs, end quote. Bark, bark, Scuba? Um, sorry, you don't have one of those colors on, so I can't tell if you're happy, sad, or hungry. Bark, bark. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is kind of a, this is kind There's of a, a whole new dimension of the Lassie joke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um they're also saying uh out of uh according to seoul national university it has a 90 percent average accuracy rate of emotional recognition and uh they're marketing the collar online october of last year at 99 dollars um korean so i don't know what that translates to us dollars i'm about to figure it but it's just interesting it, it, it is it is a little interesting i mean we see the good and the bad and the stuff that makes you go wait what and then the stuff that's like this, this is kind of cool i mean bark bark <laughs> <laughs> i'm plotting against you Scoo. apparently that's, apparently i'm about to stick this collar on and you'll never be able to understand me oh i have a variety of emotions it won't detect i think we all do especially right now with you know I mean, there have been so many things in the news lately with COVID. It looks like it's coming back with a vengeance. I mean, I remember I, I had a cousin post a meme. Or no, it was it was either. No, it wasn't a meme. It was a comment where she's like, look, I have my seven day free trial of 2021. I don't want it. I want to cancel my 2021 subscription. Um, and I was like, yeah, that's legit. Because apparently in in less than two weeks, into the year into the new year things are just going full tilt crazy yes people are going crazy but hey it's still light at the end of the tunnel somewhere i'm hoping so i'm really hoping so but we'll talk about that more at a later date yes sir here it is we've come to the end uh thank you everyone for being in the chat thank you, thank you everyone who has watched if you like what we have been doing and talking about Please hit the like button. Um, hit the if you want to catch us on more things. Hit the subscribe. Hit the little bell notification so you can be notified when we ding, come ding. back. Uh, quick recap on things: uh, Twitch.tv/scubastudio. Saturday morning, 10 a.m. is Shadow Watch returning. Uh, knee deep in the middle of battle. See what's going on with them. Sunday morning, 12 p.m. Eastern. Here on youtube live stream sunday with scoob we'll be working on another miniature finishing up one finishing up one and starting another what miniature it is i don't know i have a lot to pick through to figure out um and then next tuesday we'll be back with scoob and the rye podcast again and on the 23rd we have challenge accepted coming back for season three don't know what they're doing yet don't know where they're going yet but i have a cast they're excited old faces new faces we'll see what happens and if you want to support the studio you can support the studio through a variety of means we have merch through teespring there's a teespring store that is up link in the there should be a link that's been popping in the chat uh and in the description we have the stream the the stream elements merch store where you can still get the big giant gaming mouse pad 
But if you want t-shirts and masks and all those other goodies, you can go to that Teespring merch store. Um, if you want to support, another way you can support the studios, join us on Patreon. It's trying to grow that up, get that moving. We got a few patrons. Want to get more? Want to give a shout out to those patrons uh, as we continue as we continue to grow and do things. Plus, have more exclusivity, exclusive things that'll be patron only. I try to do a weekly update. I think I'm due to gonna do one here soon. Um, with that, you can get extra access on our Discord. We do have a wonderful Discord server. You can also donate directly to the, to the studio. There's a link down in the description. You can just click on that, do a link, do a donation via PayPal. Everything helps. Uh, keep the studio lights on. Keep me doing this and not going out to try and find a job in the middle of COVID. But, hmm. you know, that's another thing. Continue to grow, continue to expand, uh, continue to make content for you guys and share my unique warped, warped view of the world. And rye too. And Gotta have yeah, more rye. Yeah, more rye. You know, rye adds a little flavor to the cusp. You know, cyber. I, you know, I mentioned this rye, and I forgot. I gotta bring it up. I've got a box, which I will probably talk more about in the future. This box has some cool things I'm going to give away. Uh oh. One of those things in this box is this box. This box, I'm going to give away uh, to patrons. I will mm -hmm. do run a giveaway for patrons. Once we get up to a certain amount, I will take a look at that, whether it's 50 or a hundred, uh, see how it goes. But if you're, but when we do, when we do set that off, we will be giving away this box of goodies to that patron. Uh, how did I get this box? Good question. I'm sure you want to know. Guess what? I will tell you next week when hopefully I have guests who sent me this box and we can talk about this box and the other cool things they are doing on Kickstarter. So there's my tidbit and teaser for you. <laughs> no, I'm not. You want to keep asking me what's in the box? Keep asking me what's in the box. Keep throwing those memes. Guess what? I'm not telling you till next week. Next week, people. So with that, Thank you again. A uh, shout out and a thank you to the moderators in the chat. Uh, you guys are awesome and amazing. Thank, thank you, you everyone for sticking around as we uh, did our first podcast stream on YouTube for 2021. YouTubes. I was thinking this is kind of fun. You yeah. have fun, Ryan? Yes, I did. Did you have fun, chat? I hope you did. I hope so too. With that, we will see you on our next stream. Good night, everybody. Peace. Peace.